Welcome to Mindset, a guide to getting out of your own way and a blueprint for professional success. Today, Helen McCabe and Jamila Rizvi are here to share how they turn uncertainty into decisiveness. Helen, we've all had those times in our lives where we've experienced like a, almost a decision paralysis state where it feels like you can't move forward and even minor choices, I think, at that time can feel like they're they're insurmountable. And I found like, I think when I've experienced that in the past, that it's incredibly exhausting. Um, and the idea of making a decision feels too hard all of a sudden. Um, and those periods of uncertainty can be really stressful, but the way that they show up is really diverse in the way that they show up in your life. So for me, I know one of them can be that I start to overanalyze all my options. So I go into options mode and I'm trying not to look at Helen as we record, um, folks, because she knows I do this. And I start going, well, there's option A and there's option B and there's option C and then there's option 1A and then there's option. And I try and think about all the possibilities. And while that can sound like a really sensible way of making a decision, it's not if you can't stop. Yes, and um, the procrastination is debilitating at times. So you just go over it and over it again. And there's also that unfounded fear of making uh, a mistake. So I tend to be someone who this doesn't show up that much in my professional life, weirdly. I'm quite good at making decisions professionally. I am really terrible personally. So if you ask me to choose um, a fridge or um, a lounge or a paint colour or I'm okay with a restaurant. I'm okay with food choices. Yeah, because you're hungry. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I have strong views. But I can be – I really struggle with decisions on simple things. Yeah. And um, and I'm, I, I just don't really know what that's about. Now, the good news is they don't really matter. The fridge doesn't really matter. Um but I, I definitely experience extreme levels of indecision about almost the most insignificant things in life. Yeah, and that's something we see, I think, uh, in the FW community and it shows up amongst our FW and Jobs Academy members quite a bit where we hear about people who have almost over-researched. Uh, they think they want to change careers and they're looking to a new industry and they've overthought it to the point that they start to rule too many things out and uh, their options become really, really narrow. Or people who are just struggling with that procrastination of like, I know I need to start, I know I have to start, but I'm so anxious about this uncertainty that I'm in that I'm actually keeping myself in it longer by avoiding hitting go, let's say. So I'm really good at helping with career um, indecision uh, because for me, that is quite clear. Um, You are unlikely to make an incorrect decision on your career. And the reason I say that is because um, life shapeshifts around the wrong. So you might t- you might say yes to that job. Uh, you might have two jobs, you don't really know, and you say yes to one um, because you have to say yes. Don't overthink that because you will learn something from every yeah. new experience. You learn from a bad job. Correct. You learn probably more from a bad job than you do from a good job. And so I always say to anyone who's really overthinking the pros and cons of a job, um, you are literally wasting time. Mm. Just make the decision, take the job. The other thing people make make mistakes on when they're worrying about career decisions is they think the job's forever. 
I'm taking a job uh, at the cafe and that is my life. I am forevermore yeah. going to work at that cafe. In actual fact, you can quit the cafe. You can quit it in a week, you can quit it in a month and you can quit it in a year. You do not have to stay um, in your profession. Now, your family and your, and your private life, that does get more complicated. But we're here to talk about careers, right? So indecision in um, careers, I think, can be way over blown. What about you? I find that really interesting. I think that's also entirely true. And yet I also know I do it, right? I also know I do overstress about a big career decision and it does feel defining and it does feel like this has to be the right job and it's got to take me to the next thing. And I do see it quite strategically. And as a result, I think do get a bit wrapped up in in that uncertainty of what's going to happen. Um, I found this quote that I really liked, Helen, from um, Dr. Brian Robinson, who wrote a, wrote a book called Changed to the Desk in a Hybrid World. And he talks about why it is that being in that place of uncertainty is so horrible. Um, and he says, work life's inevitable uncertainties instantly arouse our fight or flight reaction. Your survival brain, you know, the, that's the brain that's supposed to make us run away from the tiger, is constantly updated, updating your world. It's making judgments about what's safe and what isn't. And it will do almost anything for the sake of certainty because you're hardwired to overestimate threats and underestimate your ability to handle them. The human brain prefers to know an outcome one way or another. And I, I just found that so useful because it reminds me that the way my brain works in its search for certainty and its discomfort in the uncertainty that often can lead to procrastination and inaction and all sorts of things is actually driven by being a human being for millennia and having to make quick decisions and you know, outrun an animal or find food. And yet I'm applying it to the fact that I've got a meeting with you this afternoon. Like It's just not necessary to be reacting in the same way. So... How do you overcome it and find your decisiveness? Yeah, I think that's a good question. And I've been trying to unpack that about, about both myself and about, about others. Um, for me, I think I found through experience that making a decision is what matters. And especially as a team leader, you have got people around you who are looking to you for a decision to give them certainty. And so... Sometimes a decision is better than trying to hold out a long time for the best decision. And uh, sometimes by delaying a decision, you make a decision anyway. And that's something I try and tell myself a lot. By not making a call, and absolutely, we, we do need to be deliberate and careful and, and take advice and, and research. But if you are consistently putting off making a call, making a hard decision, you are still making a decision. You are making a decision not to act. You are making a decision to a delay. You are making a decision in favour of the status quo. And if you don't like the status quo, then you are going to have to take a decision to get out of it. I'm, look, I'm listening to you thinking about it from, from completely different perspectives. Um, there are times when no decision is okay, when taking the time, so pulling out of the pace of the requirement for a decision is not a bad thing. I call it the drift. Um, I've always been a big fan of, of implementing the drift when there isn't a lot of clarity. Mm. And I think that is a decision, as you say. If I make an active decision to let the drift happen for circumstances to change, for the, for the energy or the, um, the discomfort to pass mm. – uh, sometimes that is actually a good decision. So slow it all down. 
Um, but equally, I agree with you. If you are really struggling um, and there's no right or wrong, just make one because you are undermining um, the confidence in you as a leader. But let's say you're not a leader. Say you are indecisive about something that's really important to you and you personally. Um, Why should you speed that up? Well, because it's a sliding door moment. Like you take a path and then you, it, you're, the world will shape shift around you and you will pick up good things and bad things when you take that path and you will have picked up good things and bad things when you take the other path. Mm-hmm. Um, the delay uh, from the learning of either decision uh, isn't serving you very well. Yeah, absolutely. There's this study um, I was reading this morning from the University College of London which made me giggle because it uh, described me in the form of of a whole lot of people who did this study. So it was an experiment. They had um, all these people uh, who were told in one group that you're going to get a very painful electric shock right now. And they compared their experience of the stress of knowing that that was coming with a group who were told you are going to get a moderately painful electric shock at some point and not told when. And the stress is so much bigger it's why we say when there's a painful medical procedure, just do it, just do it, just rip the Band-Aid off, right? Because knowing at some point it's going to be ripped and it'll be slow and painful is is worse. So I think it, it is a reminder that while that uncertainty can be beneficial for decision-making at times, you also need to know how to be decisive. And I think this is probably a good example of how both states are okay, right? They, they are both okay. We need to be good at sitting in the uncertainty, which I'm not and Helen is, and we need to be good at being decisive, and being able to develop your decisiveness is what's going to move you forwards in your in your search for work journey or a promotion, seeking a promotion. So let's talk about how we can learn to be more decisive, Helen, because we know that decisiveness can bring us a whole lot of benefits. So my, my first suggestion is starting small. We make thousands of decisions every day. We decide what to wear. We decide what to eat for dinner. Uh if you can start to practice your decisiveness on smaller things, you'll sort of start to stretch and work out your decisiveness muscle a little bit harder. I'm reminded of um, Barack Obama, who only ever had the same coloured suit. Yes. It was one decision he didn't have to one make every thing. day. Yeah, so he always wore a same blue suit. Um, time limits. Don't allow yourself to ruminate indefinitely. Instead, give yourself a deadline and keep yourself accountable to it. Certain decisions should not be taken lightly absolutely give yourself some space and time, uh, particularly when they carry substantial consequences. Getting married. Uh, booking <laughs> take a, your time, uh, folks. <laughs> yes, we, um, definitely take your time. Um, but endless indecision is, is rarely helpful. And it's not helpful to the person that has asked you to marry them. Uh, and it's not helpful to you either. So set yourself some time limits. Became a very different podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to recommend changing it up. If you're someone who is finding that your decision-making approach. And even if you don't think you've got one, you just kind of make them. You do have one. We all develop some kind of consistency in our approach to decisions. But if you keep ending up in this sort of analysis paralysis state, then you need to start making decisions in a different way, or at least try doing it a different way. One thing I see a lot uh, between friends, colleagues, people who are members of of FW and our Jobs Academy is that they are asking either the wrong people or too many people for their opinions. Going out and getting opinions from 400 different people in their life who all give a different 
perspective and it just leads them feeling like they can't make any decision because they're going to disappoint everybody. You've got to be really careful and quite selective about who you get advice from and who you listen to. Advice is great. Go out and find it, but make sure you don't weight it all equally or you're always going to be in a mess. If you're someone who works with a pros and cons list in your head, let's say, perhaps that doesn't work for you. Um, One of the things that... um, I've heard from Mim Bartlett, who has run courses for FW before, which I love, is that she talks about having a personal board, the way that a business has a board of directors and advisors who help uh, bring different skill sets and experiences to the business's decision-making who are they in your life? Who are the people you go to for advice on career? Who are the people that you go to for advice on um, parenting? Who are the people that you go to for advice on relationships? Uh, Start to build up who you rely on and who you trust so that you can go to them when you're feeling stuck. And recognise when you are only going to a certain type of person for a particular piece of advice. Mm, Because you you think they affirm what you you believe. If that's what you're doing, 100%, that's fine because it's confirming your your decision, um, but recognise that's what you're doing. Um, embrace imperfection. Jamila, remember that there is no perfect decision. You can learn from both courses of action. So um, understand that any decision you take or path you will follow will inevitably bring joy and discomfort. Sometimes you have to settle for good enough for now to achieve great in the long term. Here, here. I touched on this one a little bit earlier, folks. Sometimes those big decisions are really intimidating and so we make no decision at all. Um, And as Helen said, sometimes it's okay to drift for a period to say I'm going to wait for a few other things to eventuate. I'm going to wait till the end of September when I know uh, it'll be school holidays and I'll have a clearer mind or I'm going to wait till the end of the financial year when I know how the company that I'm working at is doing financially. That's great. But if you're just letting yourself drift forever – you are making a decision and you're making a decision in favour of the status quo. And if you're really unhappy with the status quo, then you need to rethink that because indecisiveness is not your friend. It just means that you're hanging out in the status quo where you don't want to be. Commit and reflect. Follow through on the decisions you make. If you commit to a certain action, then do it immediately and don't allow yourself the space to return to the toing and froing. We've all done it. You make the decision. You're going to buy the couch, you ring the furniture shop and you go, I've changed my mind. So I don't know what it is about the small decisions that freak me out, um, but I completely identify with indecision and hopefully, Jamila, we've given people some things to think about. I think we have. The truth is, folks, that nobody knows what's going to happen next in life and I think we all need to make peace with the uncertainty of being human. Um, You've definitely heard in this conversation I'm not one of those people who's done that very well. Uh, I've watched Helen close up being able to live in that drift for a period and it is something we all need to be able to do. But at the same time, you also need to be able to know when it's enough, when enough is enough and that you can make a decision and you can back your decision and there will be good things that come from it. There'll be less good things from com- that come from it, but at least you've had a go. Mindset is created by FW Jobs Academy with support from the Australian Government's Office for Women. FW champions gender equality in Australian workplaces through professional development, advocacy and community. If you'd like to know more, go to futurewomen.com or find out how to register for our Jobs Academy at jobsacademy.futurewomen.com.